Hopefully, this is the last time you hear this ad, because with Chime Checking Account, features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts, or at least grab yourself an extra morning latte this month. Join millions of Chime members who work on their financial progress with fee-free overdraft and no monthly fees. When you find new ways to save, you can reach your financial goals easier and still have the occasional treat. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com goals 24. That's chime.com goals 24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome to the Takeoff Experience, where I sit down with highly driven people to talk about their journey, their failures, and their successes. If you want to take off in your career, your business, your finances, or your mindset, then this podcast is for you. Welcome back to the Takeoff. We got a special guest blessing us in the booth this week. Benedicta is a qualified accountant, financial coach, speaker, and founder of Benny Ratio Finances, where she helps business owners with their finance and accounting so that they can focus on making a profit. How are you doing today, Benedicta? I am good, 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 good. Coming off the bank holiday weekend, so nice and rested. Yeah, I, I bet you are. It was your it was your birthday, David. Yes, it? it was on Saturday. It was my birthday. Lovely. And what did you get up to for your birthday? We went to the beach and we had wow. some good food. You know, normally you go to the beach and you just think, mm. it like you just eat for convenience, not like you yeah. just go to the Michelin star restaurant or anything. Mm-hmm. But the food was amazing, um, and wow. the weather was good. The sun was shining, so yeah, it was yeah. just to be outside. You lucked yeah. out. You lucked out proper, proper, because <laughs> the weather is terrible today. Wow, I know. Man, man, man. Well, happy belated birthday. Hope that you, you uh, had a good weekend. But yeah, I've been looking forward to this conversation. Um, as a fellow um, KPMG, we both worked at KPMG. I actually never used to mention that I worked at KPMG in my previous episodes because I kind of just wanted to keep that um, a secret. Um, and I always look forward to this question. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your worst financial mistake? My personal one? Yes. Oh, wow. I don't know if I'm ready to share this with the world yet. Mm. So I might go for my second worst. <laughs> okay, go for your second worst. <laughs> I'll, I'll share my worst one one day when, I, when I'm when i brave enough to, to really yeah. go into the details because it will raise a lot of questions. But um, I'd say one of my f- worst ones mm. was actually lending my okay. overdraft wow to this is a year back in the day mm. i was still in uni i lent my overdraft money to someone who promised to pay back and wow. it was a nightmare getting that money back and the worst thing is obviously i gave it to them as one big lump sum of money right and then because of whatever 
challenges they were going through. And the truth is, I didn't even know them like that personally mm. to be fair even if i did it probably wouldn't have made a difference but then when they were paying me back they were paying me back in like dribs and drabs like it was a wow. painful and stressful experience um so yeah never ever ever <laughs> do that thankfully i was a student so it was interest free yeah. and i think i did pay it off before by the time um you know interest started kicking in and stuff but the stress and just yeah the stress was just not worth it and like i say because the money was coming back in drips and drabs it was hard to gather so yeah yeah <sighs> lending money is such a tricky thing like I, I haven't really spoke about it at length i feel like you know it's difficult to you can't really judge somebody on doing that right you're doing something out of the kindness of your heart you want to help somebody out you know that's it really my my rule of thumb is now Mm. don't lend what you can't lose what you can't afford to lose so when i do lend people money now i literally say to myself in my mind if you never get this money back will you be okay how will you feel Mm. and obviously depending on the amount as well so if it's so if it's like i remember someone i lent 250 pound to last year Oh yeah, I'll pay you back next month. They took, I don't know how, I, they took so long that I forgot that they owed me money, right? But exactly, that's where I wanted to be in a position where yeah. it's like, if you pay, no problem. If you don't pay, yeah. whatever. Like yeah. I'm do, like you say, I'm doing it out of the kindness of my heart. So if you choose not to yeah. pay, no problem. But then that's where like amounts and who the person is. So mm. how much I might be willing to let a distant friend off will be different. Mm. How much I might be willing to let my family member off, for example. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, how much I'll be willing to potentially lose. So I literally now, it's not, I say now, since ages now, but yeah, I don't lend money that I can't afford to lose, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's the best rule of thumb to, to definitely have because otherwise you're just going to be, you know, and <laughs> it's also good to say no too. There's been times yeah. I've like had to say to people, Sorry, uh, mate. <laughs> it's not a good time right now you know the month this this, this has been a tough month you know <laughs> we've all got bills to pay yeah i definitely have no problem saying no definitely yeah. like and i've grown in my confidence of saying no over the years yeah. as well more and more yeah and i have realized that people will be upset with you whether you do or whether you mm-hmm. don't so do what's best for you basically exactly and it won't be upset forever they'll forget it you know it's not at the end of the day right i think it's even worse that if you give it to them and they don't give it back to you it's like okay come on yeah Um, okay cool cool very very interesting um can you give us a bit of an insight into the day and life of benedicto (laughs) constantly on my phone (laughs) constantly on my laptop not because i am uh addicted to just scrolling but literally working full-time managing my business is a full it's literally two full-time jobs and then some yeah so i was saying my mom came to stay over with us for easter she's like oh you finished work now i'm like yeah but i need to start any ratio meetings now <laughs> so i literally sometimes i'm at work and obviously her working from home has really helped by the way i must yes but sometimes i'm at home i've got my work laptop and my personal like my, my business laptop on the side i've literally always on my emails because I just need to check and don't get me wrong. I do have help and assistance and that's really um, changed the game for me, but there are things, so I don't necessarily do everything in my business, but I have to have Mm. oversight over everything, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So the people who are assisting me 
will need to run certain things. They know how to do a lot of things, but some things it's like, oh, can you help on this? So I'm always having to um, message them to say, yeah, say this or don't say that or do this or don't do that. Um, Obviously, whilst doing my job, because at the moment I'm doing both. So, yeah, it is um, quite long days, sometimes early mornings too. But I try to keep my mornings um, for God, try and have my quiet time, because if I don't, the Mm -hmm. day will just run away from me. So try Mm -hmm. to wake up, have some time with God in the morning, get dressed and everything for work and yeah, let the day begin. But once five, six, whatever time I finish work, yeah, I start my, my, my evening session with Benny Ratio till probably like nine, 10 at least. Wow. Meetings, work and all of that good stuff. Yeah. I used wow. to, when I first, before I had help, I don't do it as much anymore, but sometimes mm-hmm. and my husband will confess, I would literally be on my laptop till six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> doing business stuff yeah this is when i didn't have any help i didn't have my wow. processes and systems i was still trying to work it all out so a lot of things were manual i didn't have a lot of things automated now i do mm-hmm. i have literally been on my laptop and seen the sun come back up it's like six seven o'clock i'll run wow. into bed for like an hour an hour and a half to wake up have a quick shower get dressed and be back on my work wow. laptop for nine o'clock meeting like hey how's it going oh my god <laughs> Gosh! Yeah. Wow, that's insane! <laughs> wow! But not all wow. the time. Your work not ethic is mad. Not all the time. Yeah. Not all the time. But yeah. it was needed at that time. Yeah. 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 That's fair enough. And I think this is the like you know the life of entrepreneurs. Sometimes you have to put in crazy hours at the end of the day because if you don't put that in, nobody else is going to put it in for you. Right? You've got to put in the groundwork. If you don't build your business, no one will build it for you and no one can build it how you would want it to be built. Exactly. Literally. Like I've definitely learned that because even everything that my the people that help me now do mm. is because I've done it myself before. So I can yeah. tell them how to do it and I yeah. can I've been able to set the structure. If I didn't have that experience of doing it myself, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to tell them the best way, if that makes sense, yeah. or how I want it to be for any ratio. Um, and yeah, you've got to do it yourself. No one can do it like yeah. you. No one has the vision in their head and all of that. So yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Good luck. I'm <laughs> glad that you're you're getting your sleep now. Yes. <laughs> it's costing me though. Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes though, you need that, right? Sometimes, I, of course, the money has to go somewhere. And and I'll be honest, right? And and this is kind of mixing in business, business finance, and personal finance, because of the fact that I do work a lot. The truth is, I have soft life on every other area. So like, <laughs> I get cleaners, I buy food ready, like from aunties, <laughs> ready made. I'm just being honest. Like, I can't do it all. <laughs> yeah. So I'll be like. Yeah something has to give and so because of that i yeah. will be like i do spend money on other areas to help me mm. if that makes sense because yeah. otherwise yeah. it all be falling apart basically exactly yeah. exactly and there's there's nothing wrong buying um your food made already because i think tasty's tasty's got some good deals I swear. <laughs> we went there one time and they were doing a bucket of chicken and stew for 50 pounds. We were like, this is crazy. A bucket. You can feel like, <laughs> yeah. You can feel like 10 containers. Yeah. I'm like, this yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Trust me. So I've got all they... them auntie's numbers in my phone. And my phone. Mm-hmm. How much is this? How much is that? Um, so, yeah, I I know how to, to try and balance it out. Because I literally, if I'm working that much, I can't be in the kitchen mm. all day. And obviously, I'm married yeah, yeah, as exactly. well. So, yeah. I have to still, like, be a responsible wife. 
See, you see, you got you got to balance the duties. Uh, I love to I love to hear these stories. So I wanted to go back in time um, a bit to understand like your uh, origin. So where are your parents from? For the listeners, Nigeria. Okay, Nigeria, and particular tribe. So I'm my parents. I am as well. We are from yeah. Delta State. Okay, so down south in Nigeria. Okay. Where the oil is, that's where we come from. <laughs> where the oil is. <laughs> and I am Orobo for anyone who cares to know. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. both of my parents are Orobo. Both of them come from close villages near each other. Wow, wow. And do you go often to Nigeria? I try to go to Nigeria often. Well, when I was younger, we used to go like every three years. My mum would make sure that we go every three mm-hmm. years. But I got married to someone who lived in Nigeria. Okay. So since then, it's made us go yeah. more often. Minus COVID, which meant we didn't go for very, um, for like the two mm-hmm. years. Um, but we was there literally, what, two weeks ago now? Okay. Came back at the end of March. Wow, wow. Sick. Because yeah. my, my in-laws and all of that mm. are all out there. Wow. Living life. <laughs> That's bad. I like Nigeria. Yeah. I would like to, my, one, of my, one of my goals is to actually have a, I, I call it a six months on and a six months off life. Okay. Whereby I can live in Nigeria or any African country that I choose mm-hmm. or any country in the world <laughs> where the sun shines for like six months of the year and live in the UK for six months. That's like my ultimate wow. lifestyle thing that I want to do. So, yeah. You're going to do it. Um, I, I believe you'll do it and I believe you'll get there. Um, it's possible, you know, especially if you if you have yes. that, um, that, that goal. And in terms of Nigeria, were you born there? Were you born here? Born somewhere else? No, I was born here. I was born in South East London, Camberwell, King's College okay. Hospital, to be precise. Oh, wow. I've grown up. I lived, grew up yeah. I grew up in, I've literally lived in London my whole, I've never lived in another country. I've always been in London. I've always been in South okay. London, actually, South East London, mm-hmm. until last year when I moved mm-hmm. to um, the East Side. So, yeah, okay. South London. I know all of those back roads from wherever to wherever <laughs> in South East at the back of my hand. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, bad, bad. Yeah, no, bad. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm a South. I'm a South. I've always lived in South. I've only not lived in South when I lived in Brighton for university. Aside from that, I've always lived in South East. I mean, yeah. I even went to London. <laughs> I went to university. Really? Oh, man. Yeah. What, what, what uni um, did you go to? I went to Westminster. Okay. Unfort- I say, I Why say is unfortunately, unfortunately, but fortunately then. Because actually I had an offer for LSE okay. and I always wanted to go to LSE, mm. but I kind of messed around in my last year of college, so that didn't happen. Uh, and I had to go through clearing. And for an wow. A-star student like myself, mm. going through clearing was like, at that time, the worst thing that could have ever oh happened to me. So yeah, um, I literally found out I was going to Westminster like, what, a week before? That's insane. <laughs> But it worked out yeah. because um, I was able to get onto a placement. Mm. I always wanted to do a placement mm-hmm. here. So I got a placement through the uni. Mm-hmm. And if I wasn't going to that uni, I wouldn't have been able to get it. And basically, ultimately, it all led up to me, um, like the career and the path that I chose in the end anyway. Yeah. So it worked out. Wow. I always say, I think the university choice is so interesting because I also, I didn't go through clearing, but I had a little bit of a scare that I had to go through clearing because I didn't get quite the great I, I got the points but I didn't get the grades in the way they wanted but they kind of had a little bit of delay yeah so, so I went to University of Sussex they had a little bit of a delay 
in getting back to me. So I had to go through the whole clearing thing. So it was, it was nerve wracking for me as well. But I think ultimately, I feel like if you're a capable student and you put your head down, I, it doesn't really matter what university you go to, you're gonna, you'll make it. Of course, everybody says Oxford, Cambridge, blah, 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 blah. But I just think that there, I've met people from some of not the best unis per se, and they've, they're they're working at big companies so i just don't really think it's as important as they make it i i definitely learned from that experience that there's always another way Mm. because um like you say especially at that age life can be quite small Mm -hmm. there's not so many things that you know and so for you it's like they tell you get the best grades go to the best um then you can go to the best uni and when you go to the best uni you can get the best jobs right and yeah, that does flow. And yes, that is that is right. Mm-hmm. But as you and I will both mm-hmm. know, so for example, I did always want to work in like the top companies mm-hmm. and stuff. I didn't go there straight mm-hmm. away because I didn't go to the best uni, yeah. but I was able to get in later on as an experienced hire. When you're in college or uni, they don't tell you anything about experienced hire. Nope. You feel like if you don't go in as a grad, that's, it. <laughs> that's yeah. it kind of thing. But there is always other ways. And like you say, that's why you end up meeting people from different walks of life because actually when we all become adults no one cares yeah you went to exactly they they, <laughs> they definitely don't so if listeners if you're at uni right now or if you're deciding what uni you're going to yeah don't worry too much about it um you know you just can apply always apply yourself exactly life. yeah exactly like you said wherever you find yourself just apply yourself mm. do your, do the best and the rest will like work itself out yeah yeah so of course i don't have to guess what, what did you study at, at university what do you think i studied accounting why do you say you don't have to guess accounting and finance no i, no, didn't. I didn't okay no, i always wanted to be an, an, an economist so okay. i studied business economics i was mm-hmm. um i was meant when i was when i had the offer for lsc i was going mm-hmm. to study straight economics okay um when i had to go through clearing westminster didn't do just economics mm-hmm. but they did business economics okay and boy am i glad i did that course because <laughs> <laughs> in my final year the way they do it is because it's a business economics degree mm-hmm. you start out with business and then mm-hmm. as you progress mm-hmm. it's more and more economics and basically okay. in my last year it was just economics and some of those classes i'm like what am i doing here <laughs> econometrics trying to do policy yeah. with algebra i'm just like i like maths yeah but you guys are taking it to the next level <laughs> so yeah this is crazy um, wow um <laughs> wow that's it's so interesting and i mean we're not going to talk about like you know do they teach you relevant things that you need but i wanted to understand like did you did you decide that you wanted to do business and economics you always had a love for maths that's the that you wanted so, to take. So yeah, and... I've always loved maths, okay. but obviously maths in itself doesn't get you a job. No, it doesn't get you a job, um, yeah. So um, like, I got like A star at GCSEs and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which is fine. But what have, and I was always good at business. My parents are like serial entrepreneurs. Okay. Um, they just do business basically. So okay. doing business is a normal thing and I, it wasn't surprising, but the economic side of things, which for me, mm. I see economics as business on a country scale yeah. so rather than a customer going to buy one thing mm-hmm. you're thinking about all the people in the uk mm-hmm. needing x product and stuff like that so for me when i f- did economics at a level mm-hmm. i was like wow this is amazing this is like the next level mm-hmm. um 
And so when I, but because I ended up having to do business economics, which I didn't plan for, mm -hmm. it meant that I had to do accounting modules like compulsorily okay. um, in first and second year. Mm -hmm. In my first year, I did financial accounting yeah. as a compulsory model. I hated it. I'm like, <laughs> he wants to be an accountant. That is so dead. Like, why are you doing numbers at the end of the year? No one cares. The money's spent. Like, <laughs> I was like, this is nonsense. But yeah, I passed, obviously, because um, that's what you do. But then in second year, again, mm. another compulsory module was management accounting. Okay. And that was a whole new world. I'm like, wow, this is what I do already. So things like planning okay. and budgeting. I've always been good with numbers and money mm -hmm. and saving and putting a bit here, you know, little mm. side side job even in secondary school mm -hmm. and all of that kind of stuff so when i found management accounting as a formal degree mm -hmm. um, or a formal course i'm like wow and then i started um researching about okay. you know the difference between financial and management accounting mm -hmm. and then i um, was able to then say all right okay i want to be a management accountant okay. because a management accountant is someone that helps you throughout the year okay. to get your numbers you know planning for the future if that makes okay. sense as opposed to Come, just coming in at the end mm, so okay. that was where like my love for accounting came in wow um, okay yeah okay wow so that's interesting that's interesting and so 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 that's what you sort of decided that you liked at university and then what was like your first kind of role after university or entry level did you do a graduate scheme yeah, so what happened was, um, because I went to Westminster, they have a affiliation with the NHS, okay. whereby wow. they take on um, placement students. Wow. So after your second year, you can mm -hmm. do a year in industry. Mm -hmm. um, so I applied for their NHS placement. It was finance, mm -hmm. management accounting, or financial accounting, but mainly um, management accounting. So I applied for that, um, and I got a role. But what happened was, and I'm going to toot my own horn, <laughs> They said I was the best candidate wow. out of everyone that they hired, wow. took, and they hired 32 people. Wow. So they didn't place me in an NHS trust. Mm. They placed me in the Department of Health. Wow. I didn't even know that there was such a thing. Again, how old was I? What, 18, 19, 20 mm. maybe? I'm like, what is the Department of Health? I've, ne like, I've never knew that. So this whole new world was open to me about government departments mm. and stuff. And so, um, yeah, they basically only placed the highest person in that department. So I basically did a placement year there mm -hmm. for one year whilst I was at uni and then to my own, own horn again, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, they kept me on. Okay. Wow. So they were like, oh yeah, when you go back to uni, do you want to work two days a week or three? Like what? literally mm -hmm. they allowed me to choose whatever I wanted to do when wow. I went back to uni. So in my last year of uni, I was working with them. And then as soon as I finished, then I was able to apply because obviously I was now a graduate. Okay. I then applied for, and so I didn't go for a scheme. I just applied for like a normal job, but at a higher level, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, that was how my career in the civil service started. And I wow. just started navigating my way through different government departments. Um, I ended up working in the finance director's office because mm -hmm. he heard about me. Okay. Oh, there's wow. this girl in... Um, in in whatever team and blah blah yeah it was actually like and that's why i said although i hated yeah the fact that i had to go through clearing and end up in westminster yeah it actually carved out a whole mm -hmm. like very personalized path for me yeah um and they start and you know when i graduated i found out that they sponsor your qualification mm -hmm. so wow. they started sponsoring my um, management accounting my SEMA qualification that's so i was sick. working and studying and all of that so yeah that was what happened 
Wow. Wow. What a story. And this just goes to show, like you said, if you apply yourself and like you said, there's just more than one journey. And I think a lot of people like dwell on their failures a lot. Like, oh, I did this didn't work out. Let me just dwell on it and I'm not going to do any better than, than I can. And I just don't think life is like that. Sometimes, you know, you'll struggle in certain areas and it, then you'll learn something from it and just become better in the future. So, wow. So how long were you working in the government for? I worked in government in total, not mm. just in Department of Health, mm. but um, in total for eight years okay, before eight years. going into KPMG. Okay, cool. And then at that point, what made you think, okay, now I want to go and work for the big four? Because point. I am an A star student. I don't <laughs> where the top is. Like yeah. you already know. Like I said, you can tell I wanted to go to LSE. I wanted yeah. to be the best. Even yeah. when I did get the jobs, I was like outdoing and mm. just overperforming in every way mm. that I could. Um, and so when I was in government, obviously I still, if I'm honest, I mm. still had that little thing within me. I don't have it now, mm. but at the time, um, I still had that kind of feeling like I didn't quite do how I wanted to, if, okay. if I'm honest. Yeah. But even though the path was out there for me and I wasn't like homeless or jobless on the streets <laughs> or whatever, but I still felt like no, you know, I failed. I should have gone to LSE and I could have been at, I don't know, the top mm. four straight away or whatever. Yeah. So that was still within me. And then apart from that, um, in the government, as you can mm. imagine, they hire a lot of contractors. So we mm. had a lot of people that were coming from Deloitte and yeah. Centre and PwC mm-hmm. and they'd be trying to tell us what to do. And mm-hmm. in the government, with all due respect, the average age of employees is quite old, right? Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> the moment I was like, I need to get out of here, I was at work, and this was at Department of Health, actually. Mm-hmm. I was at work, and my colleague, I say my colleague, she was like the PA to the finance director. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, I joined here in 1975. Wow. No I was sense. like, what? <laughs> when she said that, yeah, alarm bells started ringing in my head. Wow. I'm like, I need to get out of here. Like, I am too young to be sitting on this table with this lady who tells me that she's been here since 1970. Like, she's been here longer than I've been born. Like, wow. this is crazy. Um, so, yeah, that was like, ding, 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 ding. Like, you don't belong here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so there was that drive again. And I just started looking, you know, even when the contractors would come as well, like mm-hmm. people from, you know, these consultancies, they'd mm-hmm. always be younger as well. So mm-hmm. I would always be, like, friends with them compared to, like, my own colleagues who were yeah. old. So, you know, we would always talk, you know, I'd ask them, like, what's it like at their companies? How does it work? What kind of roles? So, yeah, that's just who I was. And then, okay. funny enough, though, I didn't, I, all the jobs I tried to apply for in top four, I never got. But okay. then one day, I got a message on LinkedIn from someone saying they had a role for me at KPMG. That was wow. how I got a job at KPMG. That is see referrals it, it happens and if you if you put in the work you and you uh, network with a lot of people and they probably saw wow benedicta's doing great work she yeah. she could work here we let's get her in yeah and yeah. And, that, and that's how they did did it well done wow that is such a great thing i was also thinking about something like you sound so motivated and determined so i'm trying to wonder like where does that come from the motivation you said that your parents were like serial entrepreneurs is that where you think you get it like the drive or do you think it's innate? I think I get the drive just because my parents are Nigerian no I'm joking <laughs> <laughs> probably true no I think my my 
I always say this, hands mm. down, my mum is the most hardworking person I have hands ever met in my down. life. Like, I've met amazing women, I've mm. met amazing men, yeah. But mm. when it comes to hard work, I'm putting mm. in the graft. Yeah. Nah, no one does it like my mum. So, wow. I think that's where the drive comes from. Like, you just don't stop. You keep mm. on going. And don't get me wrong, I'm not always, like, on 100. <laughs> there mm. are days when I'm like, this is a lot. I just want to sit in bed and do nothing. Mm -hmm. um, but ultimately, that's not my default. Yeah. My default is to be optimistic. And obviously, my faith in God, you know, mm -hmm. I believe he's gotten me. Like, even just telling my story, I can mm -hmm. see where it looked like it was going to go down here. And then it yeah. just came back up again. So, yeah. my faith in God, um, seeing my mom, seeing, you know, she always says to us, the sky is not the limit. The sky is the beginning. Yeah. So, wow. Love that. Yeah. That's she Not just to me, like to my, my siblings as well. So, that that's what I've grown up with. Um, I've grown up being the, trying to be the best, trying to always mm. do the best. Like when we were little, we would go to Saturday school. Like okay. who goes to Saturday school? Like they're not <laughs> teaching you enough Monday to Friday, but it just meant that, you know, I always had this, you need yeah. to do more. Like you don't just stick with what you can see. Mm -hmm. You do that and you do mm -hmm. more, if you get what I mean. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and yeah, I guess maybe that's where it comes from. Wow, wow, wow. I mean, it comes from somewhere and it sounds like it does come from, you know, it's innate in you. It comes from your mum and, you know, other factors as well. Definitely, yeah. it all yeah. contributes to that. Um, you know, her being driven and you seeing her being hardworking and you being like, look, I want to also be the best, best version of myself as well. Yeah. So I was wondering, at what point did you, you know, where did inspiration come from to start Any Ratio of Finances? So, I like I said, because I've always been around business mm -hmm. and my parents do business and I've always enjoyed business, mm -hmm. I ultimately have always known deep down that I will have a business mm -hmm. and I want to do business, mm -hmm. especially because of the freedom that it affords yeah. outside of the nine to five. Um, but in terms of the confidence to start my own practice, mm -hmm. that actually came from one of my ex-colleagues wow. in Department of wow. Health because he was like an uncle to me at mm -hmm. work and he left to start his own practice and he literally taught me everything I knew from an accountant. Like, obviously I'd just come out of uni. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I did the, the course, but that's different from when you work mm -hmm. in a company. Right. So he taught me everything I knew about accounting and he ultimately left to start his own accounting wow. firm. And he used to say to me, Oh, Benedicta, you can do it kind of, he would encourage me as well. And he would even say to me, you know, when he has clients, if he can't do their work, he's going to, you know, get them, not if he can't do it as in like, it's hard, but as in, like volume, you know, like I, if I want, he he can send wow. them to me and we can work together. Yeah. So he gave me, oh, he definitely gave me confidence. I mean, even when he had left and I told him I wanted to start and stuff like that, and he had some customers and he he was like, you know, he doesn't mind if I want to help because I had obviously expressed interest. He literally came to my house to wow. teach me how this stuff works. Yeah. Wow let me showed me like the whole back route with hmrc like how what you have to do and everything so that gave me a lot of confidence um to say that i can do it um and so yeah and then i just pushed everything else after that is just pushing pushing like learning okay what do i need to do to do this how does this work how does that work mm. um and then not that's from the practical side for me but in terms of helping people i do genuinely like to help people mm. and i realized that accounting finance come so easily to me. I never even thought it was anything. I just thought everyone was like mm -hmm. this. I thought everyone can, is good with numbers until I had specific friends and family 
who I would help them do like their numbers and their budgets and they're just like thank you so much <laughs> like honestly I didn't know this and I just felt like I was yeah and you see the expression on their face I'm thinking I do this all day every day and they would literally be like no we need your help so the combination yeah. of the technical backing from that colleague and friends and family mm-hmm. who appreciated my gift combined together was like yeah okay let's do this let's go out and actually genuinely help people um, so yeah, here we are, Benny Ratio Finances. Wow, wow, that's that's epic. Um, that is epic, such an epic story. And I wanted to know, like, how did you get your first client? Was it from your colleague? Did you some so, other means? I think it was just I can't even remember who exactly my first client is. <laughs> that long ago. I remember the first batch. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I can remember the first batch. So like a couple of people mm. that I definitely served in my early days. Mm. Um, some of them were from what well, a few were from Instagram mm. and a few would be from friends and family. Okay. So when I like first launched my Instagram page, obviously I shared it with friends and family mm-hmm. to say, this is what I'm doing. Um, and then they reached out and then, yeah, I just kept on like sharing what I did with them. And then ultimately other people who then I didn't know started reaching out and okay. asking me to help them. So, yeah. Wow. 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 I love that. I love that. And hopefully more, more, more uh, clients from listeners on this episode as well. Yes. Yes. Hola. <laughs> um, so in terms of like, what do you want to achieve with Benny Ratio Finances? What's the, like the five year goal? I know you've definitely patted this up because you're saying like, Drew, so what's the five year goal? <laughs> I know what the ultimate goal is, but I wouldn't say I know what like the, the five year goal mm. is. Ultimately, I would say, I want Benny Ratio, and this is going to sound big in some people's eyes. Mm-hmm. When I was, when I, in the first year when I started, um, after, like maybe first year, year and a half, mm-hmm. it dawned on me that even if all Benny Ratio did was help other people, and when I say help other people in terms of giving them employment mm-hmm. and being a place for them to receive finances, mm-hmm. that was good enough for me. Like, Thankfully, I have a job, right? Mm-hmm. So whether I get customers at Vinny Ratio or not, mm-hmm. I'm still eating, mm-hmm. right? Um, but, oh, and I have, you know, other investments and stuff. But I realized that actually the goal for me beyond, beyond, I, it's not really about me. It's not really about the name. It's about the business, something that I built, mm-hmm. helping somebody else, yeah. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And that can help, i.e. because you do their tax returns and mm-hmm. they're no longer confused. Mm-hmm. Or it can be, actually, I've now been able to employ three people mm-hmm. who are able to be confident mm-hmm. that I'm going to have money in my bank account mm-hmm. at the end of the month to pay my bills yeah. because Benedicta has a company yeah. and I have a job. Yeah. Do you get what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then it's like the talks as well. When I do talks and people come and, oh, I've been thinking about this. Can you help me with that? Can you? I realize how much of a weight is lifted from, from them. Yeah. So for me, the ultimate is not really about the nitty gritty of, oh, I did 5 million tax returns or mm-hmm. something like that. Or I made 20 million in mm-hmm. my company. If I make 20 million and no one's life has changed, that's a waste of 20 million. Yeah. For yeah. me, it's about how many people have been impacted. Mm-hmm. How many people can say, oh, I'm so glad I spoke to Benedicta today. Mm-hmm. Or I'm so glad that I found this company. I'm so glad that this company exists. Mm-hmm. That for me is the ultimate. It's about impact. It's about helping mm-hmm. other people in every and any way possible. Mm-hmm. And for me, my avenue is just Benny Ratio Finances yeah. to do that because it allows me to meet people and ultimately help them in that area. Love that. I love that. Yeah. This is why I got you onto the podcast. Good heart at your people. <laughs> And this is, this is what it's about. Um, it's, you know, it's, I feel like 
if you if you focus on the impact and the value you bring all the other stuff is just going to fall into place you know yeah that's yeah. just the way i see it right if you yeah. if you yeah if you change people's lives you have an impact and you focus on a value that's just what's gonna happen my great yeah. my greatest success in venue ratio and what makes mm. me happy every single time is not really about how much someone paid me mm-hmm. it's actually when we get off the phone call and i'm like oh that was a really good conversation yeah. like i've met people and we've been able to just jive yeah. and laugh and sometimes you realize that actually sometimes they just need a conversation yeah. like someone just needs someone that understands them mm-hmm. and I've had some of my customers turn into friends now. Yeah. So for me, the value is actually in the relationships, mm-hmm. not in the, oh, they paid me 500 or they paid me 600 because they yeah. can pay you that mm-hmm. and hate you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's not, not that would be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It's true. They could, they could, they could hate you and that would be, that would be the worst. And it's so transactional and it's, yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely on the uh, same page um, with you. Um, so actually, I wanted to move on in terms of services and products that you offer. Can you talk me through a few of them? And I wanted to focus more on the business finances part. I know we're going to do a, a future episode on personal finances, but yeah, business yeah. finances. So to be fair, I'll be honest, I, yeah. I did start doing business and personal finance okay. but i've actually tried to move away from personal finance okay if I'm honest, okay because there's enough of you great people kicking <laughs> it and killing it out there so you know i'm gonna leave that to you guys to, mm. to handle obviously i still have all of that expertise instead of like you know in terms of like maybe understanding mm. credit and, and mm. mortgages and stuff like that but i do try to focus um primarily on the business finance mm-hmm. um and so yeah in terms of uh services that i offer mm. of course i do um, the legal stuff in terms of I always call it the making sure you don't get in trouble stuff yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. doing your accounts doing your tax returns mm-hmm. liaising with companies house and HMRC mm-hmm. on your behalf doing your self-assessment all of that kind of stuff that could ultimately lead to a fine mm-hmm. or somebody sending you some kind of letter to say you haven't done this mm-hmm. I and my team we can help you out with that mm-hmm. um, but then the other side is also in terms of management accounting okay. which you already know that I love mm-hmm. so helping you in the year depending on the size of your business if you need someone to help you understand your numbers on a day-to-day or should I say maybe month-to-month kind of basis Mm -hmm. and you know understanding your cash flow making sure that you have enough money to sustain Mm -hmm. yourself or making a cash flow plan Mm -hmm. you know planning just anything that helps you with your Mm -hmm. finances for business on a regular basis Mm -hmm. um I help with that um also the uh profitability pricing and profitability mm-hmm. so so for some people when they're starting out like okay how do i price my product in the right way that mm-hmm. gives me the right returns mm-hmm. and also positions me properly so i help with that obviously i have a business and economics degree yeah. so it's more than just accounting mm-hmm. um those are the main ones obviously in terms of the accounting as well not getting in trouble um there are extra things around that so for example bookkeeping if you need that mm-hmm. um payroll mm-hmm. if you need that mm-hmm. not everybody needs it so there are like additional things that you can add and take away mm-hmm. um and stuff but yeah ultimately that's it everything to do with business finances in year and at the end of the year mm-hmm. we're able to help out with that okay I loved it. I loved it. Okay, I kind of want to break down some of these terms because some of the listeners oh, might sorry. not know. No, it's fine. It's fine. Some of the listeners might not um, understand some of these, and they'll be like, "Yeah, I want to. I want to work with Benedicta, but like, I want to understand like where she can um, help me." So, okay, so because I, I, I think I remember a post might have been a year ago. I can't remember now where you were where where you were talking about helping someone set up their business, right? So, so you help with 
so say I had an idea let's use me as an example I had an idea I wanted to open a shop I had all the money whatever and I'm like okay cool I've got a business name all that sort of stuff I want to form the company I I could come to you and you would help me form that is a limited yeah, company. Yeah, so we yeah. do company. Yeah, exactly. So I do company registration yeah. as well. I didn't mention that because basically, if you get your, if you go, if you do your business accounting with me, I'll register your company for you for free anyway. Yeah. There are some people who just want me to register their company, or they want advice, like you say. Mm. I want to do this business. So what kind of registration should I have? Mm -hmm. Should I have self-employed? Mm -hmm. Should I have limited company? How does that affect me? Because a lot of my customers mm -hmm. are still working yeah. um, full time. So it's kind of like, okay, if I do it like this, mm -hmm. will I pay tax? How much, you know, how much tax mm -hmm. will I pay? Or how will this affect my tax mm -hmm. bill? So I do help out with that um, as well. If you want to register a limited company, we can help you do that. Mm -hmm. If you want to register self-employed, obviously depending on your personal circumstances, mm -hmm. one thing that people, you know, they, they sometimes people throw out generic questions mm -hmm. oh which one is better mm -hmm. limited or self-employed it's not about which one is better mm -hmm. it's about where are you at do you have other uh, other employment do you have other income mm -hmm. how much is that income mm -hmm. because depending on that that is what will determine whether limited is best for you mm -hmm. or whether self-employed is best for you also what kind of business are you going into if you're going into the kind of business where it's a bit risky and you could potentially get sued. Mm. You probably want to have a limited company yeah. rather than a self-employed company. Do you have personal assets? Because if you don't, mm -hmm. then actually self-employed might not be that risky for mm -hmm. you. So, you know, it's all of that involved. Do you okay. plan to um, grow your business on scale mm -hmm. or do you plan to just keep it as a formally registered hobby? Mm -hmm. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So depending on if you want to start to hire people mm -hmm. and all of that, then there will be, a certain business that's best for you depending on your circumstance okay wow wow and i can see why your customers love you because you're, you're asking them all these questions to better understand like where their head is at so using me again as a as a sample say a limited company was best for me right so you form my company at that point what 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 happens like what, what are you doing at that point what are you going to try to do say you i say i want to take all of your services <laughs> Okay, so if you want to take all of my yeah. services, <laughs> then yeah, after registering the company, mm -hmm. we will make sure that you are registered for all the codes mm -hmm. and basically the back end. So I'm not going to bore you with mm -hmm. all of this back end stuff, but we'll just make sure that you're signed up for the right things mm -hmm. um, in the back end. And then on a monthly basis, what we'd be doing is looking at your numbers, mm -hmm. looking at your different product lines, looking at your different income streams. Mm -hmm and your total income, and then looking at your expenses and your different expenses streams. Again, depending on your plan, are you trying to scale your business? Mm -hmm. Okay, you would want to look at what's your most profitable product. How much is it costing you to create that product mm -hmm. at the moment? If you have a target in mind, I want to make 10 million in the next six months. Obviously, you need to be realistic, but yeah. <laughs> you know, you want to make 10 million in the next six months, okay. How much do you need to earn on a monthly mm -hmm. basis? You know, how much do you need to sell to earn 10 million? Obviously, we'll be realistic and make it sensible, but... We can do that with you. And then on a regular basis, we will have like regular reports against that plan or mm -hmm. against that structure. So every month so I have customers that I prepare the monthly management accounts to wow. say, right, this is your situation. This is where you are. And this is how much, you know, you're earning or how much you're losing or how much you've got left. Some customers have a budget. And my larger organizations that I work for have a budget already for the year mm -hmm. and they need to spend it in the year. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's looking like there's an underspend or it's looking like there's an overspend. Mm -hmm. So I provide the numbers and the reports and I provide the context because I know that some people are mm -hmm. intimidated by numbers. Yeah. If you just see all, you know, just numbers on a sheet. Okay. What does that tell me? Mm -hmm. And then we'd report against, like we'd set a baseline report and then report mm -hmm. against those on a monthly basis in line with obviously whatever plan, target, 
that you have, um, whatever goal you have. And then at the end of the year, we would, of course, then actually do the accounting work, the not getting in trouble side of things. So, you know, do your um, annual accounts for you, um, submit them, do your tax returns, submit them, show you how much you need to pay or if anything is changing. Um, if you, in the year, if you had staff on payroll or you wanted to pay yourself formally, then we would sort out your payroll for you as well. Um, okay. If you wanted us to do your bookkeeping, so I have an affiliation with an accounting software. If you wanted us to use that, we'd set you up for that. Show, um, we would do your bookkeeping for you. That's if you take the, mm-hmm. old, the deluxe package. What, what does bookkeeping mean when you say so bookkeeping? bookkeeping is literally, I call it categorizing or tagging. Okay. So nowadays where you have your apps like your, your mobile banking apps like Starling and Monzo, when you spend something, you can say, oh, this is for groceries or this was for food or this was for travel so you before these banks started doing it this way you needed to do that for your accounting because when i do your account how do i know what your expenditure is for if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so on a regular basis ideally you should be doing your bookkeeping depending on the size of your business many businesses that are quite simple can get away with just doing it at the end of the year um, okay. So we would just like ca- help you to categorize your expenses, but not just that as well. We would also help you like with your invoice management and chasing um, mm-hmm. and also reconciling your bank statements with your um, your accounting software as well to make sure or reconciling it with your invoices and your receipts as well to make sure, you know, nothing's missing or nothing's taken away mm-hmm. or whatever, because ultimately that bookkeeping is what forms mm-hmm. and that's more of an administrative thing. That forms okay. the foundation for the actual accounts that we prepare, we prepare, which you really need an accountant for, that ultimately okay. gets submitted, if that makes sense. And then okay. your tax returns come off the back of your accounts. So depending on how profitable you've been, then that will determine mm-hmm. how much tax you need to pay. And then we'll help you, you know, we're not going to pay a tax for you, but we'll show you how, <laughs> how to pay your tax payment and, and all of that good stuff yeah. there. So, yeah. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So many, so much information, so many gems. You know your stuff clearly. Um, wow, that's great. You explained it clearly and I, I understood everything. So I guess what I want to understand, because you've probably come across so many like, you know, businesses in terms of, you know, like their finances. And I feel like sometimes it's it's an area that they don't like to take care of. So I wanted to know... Um, you know, why do you think it's important um, to get the foundations of your business um, established? Um, it's important because like a house, if your foundation is rubbish, mm. the house will fall down mm. eventually, right? Yeah. And with business, unfortunately, sometimes people come to me when their accounts are due or when they've received a fine mm. or why? Because it wasn't wow. anything. I had a lady come to me recently and she's like, oh, I need to do payroll. Um and I need to do my accounts. And when I spoke to her, it found I found out that she shouldn't have even set up a limited company in the first place. And now you're gonna have mm-hmm. to pay me um, to undo what you've done, basically. Um, <laughs> and then you have some people as well she was, who pay themselves incorrectly. People think that because you have a limited company um, and you're the company director, you can just take money out of the accounts. That money doesn't belong to you. That money belongs to the business and the business is its own entity. So if you as an individual want the money, there's a formal way and a formal procedure that needs to be done. When you don't do that properly, ultimately you can declare false accounts, false numbers to HMRC, false tax returns, and all of that can be looked into, investigated, and they can come back to you and say, 
you owe us 10 million pounds <laughs> not 10 million <laughs> you know what i mean they can come back to you and say yeah, you yeah. Know, you've done it wrong and there's only so far that you can claim ignorance because it's a legal yeah. requirement to do this stuff properly when you sign up to be a company yeah. director they send you a formal letter you know and they will say to you these are your responsibilities as a company director so if you don't fulfill them you know you could ultimately i had a late I had a very bad story. It's not my customer, thank God. But she came to me when it was too late. She had been declaring mm. certain amounts on her self-assessment for the last however many years. I don't know whether she was doing it in faith or in ignorance or what. Mm. But all I know is that HMRC basically said she owes £25,000. And wow. it was literally a case of, it's either she's going to have to pay the money or declare that she was being fraudulent on her self-assessment which can actually be like liable for wow. prison she's a mother with children now wow. it's like between a rock and a hard place. that's crazy she was declaring income of a hundred thousand. Oh my gosh <laughs> for multiple years oh my god you can't say that's not a mistake like it's different like, do you yeah, know what i mean there's yeah, things that you can say oh oh no sorry yeah, hundred thousand on multiple times. Yeah. Now it's time to pay. No way, and you yeah. want to tell stories. So I always say nah, people are. Nah. And their self assessments aren't simple as well, right? They're not simple. They could. It depends no. who you are, and it depends how confident you are. Mm. Some people do do them on their own, and they get them okay. But yeah, if you're not that way inclined, it is always best. And they will say it on every letter. HMRC coming. If you don't understand, it's best that you speak to an accountant. If you don't understand, even when you call them, right? When you call them and ask, I have my customers tell me all the time, they say, oh yeah, they said I should speak to my accountant. So you can't say you didn't know that there was help available. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? You got told. <laughs> I mean, if you're, if you're making 100K, you should be able to She wasn't making accountant. 100K. That's this it. is the challenge. <laughs> this is the actual challenge. <gasps> oh my gosh. How did, so what? I'm not even gonna ask. Why would you say you're making what you're not making? That I doesn't even. People don't even say they make higher. A lot of people like to say they make lower than what they make. Why would you even say that you make I higher than what you know. make? I don't know. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. Wow, you've well, you've answered the question because I was gonna ask you what's the biggest mistake you've seen businesses make, and yeah, that's definitely that's a bad mistake. Wow. Well, I hope that she resolves it and she finds some way out of it i don't i don't know how she's going to do that but wow that's incredible um i wanted to know from your point of view um what's been the biggest challenge do you think for yourself for setting up your own business um i guess the time to do it all right i talked about my crazy days mm -hmm. sometimes like i said i don't do that mm -hmm. anymore but that was definitely a challenge and if you don't have understanding family members or if you're not um willing to stick at it for long it, you can easily give up even and the fact mm -hmm. it's it's a catch-22 right because it the price is high but the rewards are great mm -hmm. but to get the rewards you need to pay mm -hmm. the price right so it's like do you want to pay the price yeah. or do you want to forfeit the rewards even though i've had crazy yeah. nights and craziness and you know literally back to back or whatever doing my business i would have been so disappointed if i didn't do all of that because i because of the rewards i'm yeah. seeing now if that makes sense the rewards i'm seeing mm -hmm. now yeah. 
make it so like, oh, I'm so glad I did this. Like every time I think about my business, I'm like, I'm so glad I started when I did. I'm so glad I started when I did. I'm yeah. so glad I started when I did. Um, I would have hate to have forfeited all of this because I didn't want to pay the price. And mm -hmm. so that's the hard bit. Mm -hmm. And also being willing to stick at it when it looks like it's not yielding anything. That takes a lot of faith. Mm -hmm. a lot of faith a lot of confidence a in who you faith, are yeah. um knowing that you know yes it might not be yielding fruit right now but i believe in this um so yeah that's probably the hardest bit wow wow i'm happy for you and uh, you know more more rewards in the future are definitely going to be coming um <laughs> amen and i wanted to end it um with this question because i always i realize i always ask people what their financial mistakes are and then i was like Actually, I need. I want to know what the the great the opposite is as well. Like we should be. T we start with the failures, but what what's the opposite, right? So, opposite. so what's your greatest financial achievement? My greatest financial achievement say? is mm -hmm. buying my second property at the age of thirty. Wow! Congratulations! Wow, mad second one, you know? Yeah, and that's um, insane. That might seem like a bit unreachable for some people, so I'll say another one, mm -hmm. probably like the second best, which is probably being able to have my salary and my business income run because mm -hmm. it's definitely allowed me to have a more expensive lifestyle than <laughs> 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 I would have been able to have on my salary alone so yeah that's more that's achievable for anyone literally and I say yeah. it I'm not saying everyone should quit their job but everyone mm -hmm. should have a side income side business whether you legitimize mm -hmm. it or not have another stream of income and make that yeah, income yeah. work for you that's what i would say is my best yeah 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 i agree i agree i think i think having a side income just protects you in case of the worst case scenario you know we just never know what will happen so if you've got some other money coming in you're like okay yeah i've lost my job but at least i've, I've got my own money coming in and actually i can maybe scale it and i think you know something very important when you learn, you know, le the difference, I think, for nine to five, then, uh, and then starting your own business, the, the only difference is, is that you're learning how to make your own money. You're just uh, using the same skills that you're doing in your nine to five, but you're learning, how do I actually generate the money myself? I'm not relying on my company to do it for me. I'm now doing it and i think is a very invaluable skill once you learn that i don't you can't unlearn it you can't, you'll always yeah, be able to do it so. think about it and even like you think about you start to think about or see business ideas and everything yeah like <laughs> exactly it's crazy it is it's mad like how, how how your mind um switch so um i wanted to get like a, a final word from you for the listeners a final word oh my gosh mm -hmm. pressure um <laughs> no pressure at all i actually for someone who speaks a lot i don't know if i have a final word what is a final word <laughs> i don't know i guess that's anything 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 you want to say do the work and have faith in god <laughs> i feel like that's the Love magic it. i Love feel it. like that's the x factor you yeah i feel like you have to have faith in a heart in something beyond yourself because if you limit it on your at mm -hmm. yourself you'll just be like i can't do this like you have no reason to mm -hmm. think you can do it but having faith in something higher, something, someone more powerful than you, I think it just, it gives you that draw, that leap up. But at the same time, it does not excuse you from having to do the work. Mm -hmm. Get up and do yeah. the work, basically. I would Love say at the, end of, at the end of last year, my phrase was, if you work it, it will work for you. So work it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Love it, love it. You should uh, trademark that. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be trademarking these slogans because people be stealing them. This is what people do. Start stealing stuff. Yes, it's actually mad. I love that. And um, in terms of, so what's next uh, for you? For me, um, mm-hmm. continue to grow, continue to scale. I'm increasing the size of my team very shortly. Um, so yeah, to enable us to have more capacity, but, um, I say this all the time, I want to quit my nine to five, but I feel like (laughs) underneath I might still be addicted to the salary, but we'll talk about that separately. But yeah, no, the ultimate is obviously to do this all full time and have the income that actually I don't have to work. It's not that I don't have the income to not be able to work. I think maybe because it's still early days. I want to maybe when I see the growth and the consistency for a long period of time, then I'll feel like, yeah, okay, I can, I can, I can do that. So, yeah, yeah, that's the goal. Wow, rooting for you. Thank Good luck. You. Uh, we'll, we'll interview in a, uh, we'll, we'll interview again soon and then we'll see how it's going. We'll catch up with you as well. Yes. And, um, where can people find you? Oh, you can find me on social media, Instagram, um, Benny Ratio Finances, Twitter, Benny Ratio. Uh, website venueratiofinances.com uh, mm-hmm. what else TikTok oh I'm on TikTok now <laughs> oh okay yeah yeah I've been seeing your TikTok yeah yeah I've been liking your um, stuff yeah so yeah venueratio finances where else all the usual suspects YouTube venueratio I don't really I need to I need to revive my YouTube but we are there um, <laughs> so yeah just Google venueratio finances there's only one love it love it love it love it thank you so much for coming uh, on to this episode of takeoff podcast i'm sure the me. listeners um no you're welcome you're very welcome like thanks for taking the time out and you know providing so much information i think the listeners are gonna definitely love this one you're doing great things um, i don't even remember how we connected actually on instagram not like i don't even remember like when i first started following you or you follow me i'm not sure i can't remember at what point and when we first started talking but i definitely had a you know a great vibe and a great energy from you um and yeah you've always been supportive of the content and you haven't you didn't really know me so always appreciate that and always appreciate connecting with people like-minded people um you know i think it's very important to um highlight people who are doing great things um you know because i think yeah it's just it's just super important and it helps to motivate the next generation as well um to know that actually is achievable um you know um so yeah no thank you so much i appreciate you coming on um thank you listeners to listen to this episode of the take off podcast and yeah we'll see you next week yes yes bye thank you Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.